Welcome to Self-Care Hacks, the short podcast for overwhelmed and stressed out women who want to learn how to take better care of themselves. I'm your host, Anita Ojeda. I used to suffer from overwhelm and stress too, but I've learned how to take care of myself and take care of others. You can too. I have a question for you today. How often do you plan for failure? That's right, failure. Unfortunately, we plan for failure whenever we don't plan for success. You've probably seen the saying on a poster or a meme or maybe on a farmhouse board. It says, a goal without a plan is just a wish. And it's true, but what does it really mean? Can we actually plan for success? And how often do we plan for failure? Let me tell you a little bit about my planning skills or my lack of planning skills. For example, I didn't plan on ending up a teacher. In fact, before I started college, my dad told me, don't go into teaching. I don't know if he meant it as a warning or as a brilliant bit of reverse psychology. Whatever the case, when I saw the results of a career test I took my senior year in high school, none of the careers the test claimed best suited me, appealed to me. It said I should either be a lawyer or an English teacher when I grew up. Instead, I wanted everyone to see me on the evening news. I enrolled in communications classes and chose journalism as a minor. But I'm a typical American. By the time I finished college, I had changed my major several times, ending up with a double major in both history and Spanish. And guess what? At the end of four years of college, I still had no idea what I wanted to do when I grew up. I decided to go to graduate school with some vague idea of getting a master's or a doctoral degree and maybe teaching at the junior college or university level, or maybe working in a museum. Instead, I won a scholarship to study bilingual bicultural education. I figured I might as well accept it, since none of my other applications had panned out. And for five summers, I had led the horsemanship program at a Christian summer camp. I enjoyed working with the campers, planning lessons, organizing the other workers, and keeping the stable in good working order. Skills that every teacher could use, right? And so along the way to obtaining my teaching credentials, I've added approximately five more years of college classes to my collection of college credits. I did manage to sneak in a master's degree in English somewhere along the way. Any rational person would look at my career path and wonder what in the world I had in mind. Not much, it turns out. In retrospect, I realized I had vague notions rather than plans or goals. For example, I knew people finished high school, went to college, and got jobs to support themselves. Marriage and family fit in there somewhere, too. When I wanted something, I set short-term goals to get me through the process. Setting long-term goals remains difficult for me. I define short-term goals as something I can accomplish within days, weeks, or fewer than 12 months. One of my short-term goals for last year took about three months, lose 20 pounds. Maintaining that weight loss and level of fitness will require constant maintenance, so I guess you could kind of call it a long-term goal. Long-term goals require more imagination and may take years to achieve. I suffer from an impatient personality, which makes setting long-term goals difficult for me. Until 
I read Michael Hyatt and Daniel Harkavay's book, Living Forward, A Proven Plan to Stop Drifting and Get the Life You Want. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Hyatt and Harkavy suggest that in order to stop the drift, or aimlessly moving through life with no plan, which was a good description of my life so far, readers should start by writing their eulogy. Writing a eulogy, how you want people to remember you, helps you understand your goals and priorities. For example, I don't want my friends and family to remember that I worked or birded so much that they can't remember much about me. I do want them to remember that I made them feel important and loved, and that I listened well, encouraged much, and spent quality time with them. Once I realized what I really wanted, I understood I needed to change some of my habits and practices in the present. I needed to intentionally develop and nurture relationships with others, something that doesn't come naturally for me. Instead of wasting time on social media, I needed to prioritize my actions with my long-term goal in mind. Plans really do help you achieve your goals. If you know where you want to go, it becomes easier to form a plan, and forming a plan will help you achieve success. By default, you actually plan for failure when you don't have a goal and a plan. Self-care means caring enough about yourself to take the time to plan. Planning differs from making resolutions, which is a useless endeavor, and you don't have to wait until January 1 to start planning. As you plan, you want to make sure to include both short-term goals and long-term goals that fall into the four domains of our lives, mental, academic and artistic, physical, and spiritual, or MAPS which we talked about on episode 001. We achieve balance when we take care of ourselves in each domain, which enables us to take better care of those we love. Hyatt and Harkavy point out something interesting about balance. They say, We fool ourselves if we think balance means giving equal attention to everything in our lives. Balance only happens in dynamic tension. Balance is giving not equal but appropriate attention to each of the various categories of your life. That comes from page 47 of their book, Living Forward. So think of it this way. Goal setting and planning help you form a framework for success. As you work towards your goals, you may discover richer and deeper goals that you didn't realize you wanted to achieve. The goals belong to you, and you have permission to change them to suit your unique needs and passions. So, how do you set long-term goals? Think of your life as a house-building project. Long-term goals involve the framework and basic shape of your house. Do you want a crazy King Ludwig-type castle? Do you want a modest house or a simple shack? You determine the shape you want your life to take by envisioning long-term goals. Christ followers will want to include prayer and reflection in their long-term goal-setting activities. Here are four hacks to help you set long-term goals. Number one, take Hyatt and Harkavy's advice and write your eulogy. How do you want people to remember you? Spend time writing a eulogy, what you want people to say at your funeral or celebration of life. It doesn't have to be long, but take the time to make it honest. The first time I did this exercise, I realized I needed to make changes in my life. Focusing on how I wanted people to remember me made me see that I wasted a lot of valuable time 
that I could invest in people and relationships. If you're not sure about how to write a life plan and you're interested in doing that, you can let Hyatt and Harkavy guide you through the life plan process. I highly recommend it. I also want to give a word of caution. I wrote my life plan three years ago, but I didn't really start to implement it fully until this past year. Hack number two, compare your present with your future. Once you've written your eulogy, ask yourself what needs to happen in order for it to be true. If you want people to remember you for your friendship, but you have few friends, you want to develop a plan for making and keeping friends. Having 1,597 Facebook friends doesn't count. So maybe you need to plan in real life events and not just cruise through social media all the time. Hack number three, be willing to reorganize your schedule. We all have a set amount of time in each day, week, month, and year. How we spend it differs greatly and determines how much we can accomplish. Instead of feeling envious of your friend who wrangles five children, produces a weekly podcast, blogs, and self-publishes best-selling books on Amazon once a month, ask yourself how you can change your priorities to achieve your goals. Don't worry about somebody else's goals or anyone else's priorities. If you want to write a book but work full-time, you can still write a book. You just have to organize your time differently and prioritize what you do each day. Michael Hyatt published a great book last year, Free to Focus, a total productivity system to get more done by doing less. I'll leave notes in the show notes for how to find that book. This is a book that will help you reclaim your time. While written with busy professionals in mind, the book has plenty of wisdom for anyone wanting to do more in less time. Hack number four, make a list and check it twice. Make a list of things that suck time out of your life. Social media, Candy Crush, chatting around the water cooler, reading fluffy novels, or mindlessly watching multiple episodes of a program on TV. You know what I mean. When we fill our lives with little things first, we have no room for big things. I'll put a link to a post in the show notes that I wrote about what happens when you schedule the little things first. This self-audit of time will help you understand how to prioritize your day so you can concentrate on the important things in your life. Although I fell into the teaching profession more by accident than plan, I can say without a doubt that I love teaching. The hundreds of students who have passed through my classes have changed my life for the better. But in order to have the house or the life I envisioned when I wrote my eulogy, I need to branch out and continue to grow in other areas of my life. Having a life plan with long-term goals helps me see where I need to make adjustments in my actions and what areas have room for growth. And believe me, I have plenty of room for growth. I don't have to drift and fall into things any longer. Vague wishes won't cause discontentment and unease. I can plan the framework for my life and make sure I allocate the right resources to the right places. If I plan for success, I might not reach each of my goals, but failing to set goals results in planning for failure by default. And who wants to plan for failure? So just to review, the four self-care hacks that you can use now are one, write your eulogy, two, compare your present with your future, three, be willing to reorganize your schedule, 
And four, make a list and check it twice. See what you can cut out of your life. Come back next week to learn about setting short-term goals that will help you achieve your long-term goals. Take care of yourselves, my friends. You are worth it. You can find me at anitaojeda.com or check out the show notes for links to my social media accounts. If you enjoyed this podcast, take the time to tell a friend. Together we can build each other up and teach each other how to take better care of ourselves. I'll see you here next Tuesday with more self-care hacks to help you overcome the overwhelm.